1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE.
0: No, we don't expect them to win a championship this year, but they will compete and find ways to win and then the future is bright. So I understand it was doom and gloom, a four-game losing streak. I understand going into Boston with a potential 11-game losing streak to your rivals, you know, it, it weighed heavy on all of us as fans. But these guys just did what Katie and Kyrie couldn't do. They went and beat the Celtics on their home floor. Kyrie's Think about last the last game Kyrie played. That's what I was going to Go ahead, Keith. You, say We're all thinking the same thing. Kyrie's last game as a Brooklyn Net. Shameful embarrassment. Got smoked up there at TD Garden. And now, you know... We're over that. We're moving forward. We'll talk about last night's game, and then we'll get to KD versus Kyrie, Suns versus Mavericks, Uh, a little bit from that. I watched that whole game. I'm a basketball fan, like most of you are. I was able to watch that game and enjoy it and not feel any kind of way. And that led us into last night's game, 6 o'clock, back in Barclays, back in Brooklyn. Uh, It's good to get back into these guys' new apartments, some of them. Um, it's back to be it's good to be back home these guys have dogs they have families they have uh you know little things like just sleeping in your bed that certainly helps and you could see it so last night in brooklyn if you went to the game good for you that was a good game to go to the nets beat the hornets and they beat the brakes off them it wasn't close 102 86 i mean the first quarter was 36 21 the second quarter was 34 20 uh they piled it on the game was done at half I bet on the game. Only thing that blew my bets, most of them. No offense to uh, CJ, but, uh, yeah, he got hurt, and he ended up only having – he missed some time. He only had 11 points. I was betting on him. Most of my bets had him getting 15, 20, knocking down some threes. But whatever. Brooklyn Bridges, it was written. It was written. It was literally written in the stars for this kid to be a Brooklyn Net. He goes off again for 33 points, was having his way. Spencer Dinwiddie, I did have some bets on Spencer, but they didn't cash. Spencer Dinwiddie, I knew he was going to show up. And uh, that's an easy win for the Nets, as it should have been. What are you guys' thoughts about what you saw last night? For me, I'll start. It just, I wasn't expecting to lose that game. They were without LaMelo Ball, who's done for the season. Um, PJ Washington played, but they were without him their last game. I wasn't expecting uh, Tsunami Poppy and Scary Terry to come into Brooklyn and dominate the nets. Not with this team, not with this defensive team who obviously you saw they were a better matchup for for the Celtics, right? These guys matched up better against the Celtics and their team and I knew that that big win on Friday, a night to rest Saturday was going to translate into a win Sunday and now I'm looking for these new nets, the never know nets to have a little winning streak. Well, it's nice to be up
2: by 30, right? <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking watching that game. It's nice to be up by 30. And let's be real about it. The way that the Nets were talked about, perceived, and maybe even we were starting to worry about was that they were the Hornets, more or less. That was kind of the, the vibe that you get when you go out and you get absolutely destroyed in, in these games that, that was happening to them. Now, it, it makes sense that they had to get a new team together and, and, and you knew they weren't that bad. You just knew from the players on the team they weren't that bad because we, we've talked about it being a, a redo of like 2018 or whatever, uh, this is a, a better squad, a better roster. And we, we've talked about Bridges and, and what he brings and, and emerging into a leader and, and Johnson, who I, I think those are the building blocks. But you look beyond that, and Dorian Finney Smith has started to hit his threes, which is huge because what are the two things you're expecting from him defense and threes? Spencer Dinwiddie. Is starting to play better, uh, not kind of monopolize the ball as much, not as much just pounding the rock into a, he, he's going downhill more often, which is giving a, a, a new dimension to what they're able to do. Um, and, and give credit to the coach. People always want to, you know, destroy the coach. I, I got no complaints about Jacques. In fact, my biggest complaint was Cam Thomas wasn't playing more. Um, but maybe Jacques Vaughn knows what he's doing. I, I still hold out hope that, that Thomas will get some more minutes and, and show some stuff, but Jacques Vaughn knows what he's doing. I, I do. I do think he knows what he's doing and, and knows how to um, manage personalities and, and and figure out what these guys are good at and put them in positions to succeed and and get some feedback from them as well. So Sumner should be back soon, which I think could help with one of the. If I'm identifying one weakness that I've seen consistently, it's defense at the point of attack. Like teams that have a, a legit threat to score at the one position are giving the Nets more problems than say, the Celtics, who really don't. You know, Marcus Smart's a good player, but he's not, he's not breaking you down and, and scoring that way. Their, their scoring's coming from the wings. Obviously, Charlotte doesn't have anybody like that, but we saw what Brunson just did, right? So the, that's, that's something that maybe he can help with. But, but overall, I, I think my biggest takeaway from that game was you want to win the game, of course, but you want to show that you're a different level of team than the Hornets, and, and I think the Nets did that.
1: Yeah, and they found a way to win because... Great win, but let's be honest, that's not the formula the way we won that game. The defense, I mean, that's part of the formula, but we only shot 27% from three, right? That is not the idea. In a game where statistically our best three point shooter was Mikhail Bridges shooting 50%, and, you know, Cam Johnson goes one of seven, Royce goes one of five, Joe Harris has a good game, but Seth Curry. Races that going oh there five. it is Seth, Seth Curry that was yeah, yeah, rough Seth, that was Seth hard is, to Seth watch is he, he he's gotta, he's got with sit his dad on the bench. in the
0: building I felt bad for the whole fam that was tough he's struggling right That's, now it was a tough a tough moment he couldn't knock
1: yeah. down a shot no and, and 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 I think we will see his numbers kind of decrease steadily as the season goes on because at the end of the day he is not necessarily a future building block. For the Nets. He just doesn't need to be anymore. He's just all that
0: we got back from the Harden trade. (laughs) Right. Right.
1: He's all we got. He's all we got. But we found ways to win. Uh, You know, you guys referenced Cam Johnson not having his shooting stroke. Double-double, 10 rebounds, right? That's huge from him. That's huge for a secondary contribution. Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, he was more of a volume scorer in this game, putting up 24 on, you know, 19 shots, but he had eight rebounds, eight assists. He was facilitating. He was getting rebounds. He was defending more so than he normally does. You know, Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith both showing that they could defend. And that's what the Nets need to do right? They need to find ways to win against teams that they are better than. Because the reality is they're no longer a top team in the Eastern Conference, but they are not a bottom team. They are not a bottom team. They are in the same tier, and I know we just got smoked by them twice, as the Knicks, who are a clear middle-level team in the Eastern Conference that is going to make the playoffs and might make a little bit of noise. And we need to play like that. We need to find ways to win. And now we need to start converting that into wins and better showings against better teams we saw it with the celtics game we saw the fight in the celtics game but the celtics are on a slide right now what happens when we face a team that is you know better than us and is playing well we're going to go up against a bucks team in two games here that just you know they lost their streak but they were on a big one we're going to be up against the nuggets team next sunday who is clearly the cream of the western conference crop and we're going to need to show that we can compete against those teams. I don't necessarily expect wins because we've moved on beyond, you know, expecting wins against those teams. But to show that we can fight and win and contribute in meaningful ways against those better teams, I think that's going to be the thing that we can start to look for a little bit more than just showing signs like we have in the last couple games.
2: And, and remember, the first game with the new group, they should have beat the Sixers. Should have beat them. Yeah, should have Should have beat the Hawks too. It should have doesn't count for anything, but they should have beat the Sixers so they can play with them. They, they had, as much as they fell apart in the second half, they had a 15-point or whatever lead on the Bucs. So it, it, it's not as if um, if that second half, if they weren't a little tighter, that couldn't have been a real game, and they beat the Celtics. So I, I don't want to you know complain and cry about the schedule. you got to beat Houston and, and pick up that win, of course, make it a three-game winning streak, and then go from there. Uh, the, the end of the season, the schedule lightens up. Uh, a little bit but if you're going to be what we're all sitting here talking about if, if bridge is going to be what we want him to be then you're going to have to compete and win some of those games you're going to have to beat you know the, the nuggets or, or the bucks once so i think they play them twice more you know those kind of games you're going to have to to get a couple of them and i think that's possible i, I mean I, I don't think this team is overmatched Again, you know, they, they're they not as good. They're not as seasoned. They need some tweaks. They need some additions. But I don't think they're overmatched uh, the way that we kind of thought they might have been a, a week ago. All right,
0: let's, uh, let's pick up the pace a little bit as we've really only got like 25 minutes left here. Um, last episode, we showed Jay from BK's tweet listing like 10 available backup centers, um, the likes of Hassan Whiteside, And one Nerlens Noel was actually mentioned in that tweet. Well, now, welcome to Brooklyn. Nerlens Noel is signed, and I'm not sure when he's going to make his debut, but what I will say is this is a clear signing that shows you, right, it's a sign that the Nets are not looking at this year like, all right, this is who we have, and however it shakes out, it shakes out. Uh, we talked a lot about Dayron Sharp. I mean, we've talked a lot about Nick Claxton. And shout out to Claxton, right? Since this change has happened, I think there are people that were speculating how he felt with losing Katie and Kyrie after losing Harden last year, whatever. Um, I think he had, like, a mental maintenance day one of these games he was out. But since he's been back, I mean, in these last two games, he's averaged 12 rebounds. He might not be scoring the ball as much. But when you need a bucket, he's aggressive. He's trying. Um, He's improved at the free throw line. I'm not mad at Nick Claxton. I'm mad that since the stars aren't here, he's not in the conversation for defensive player of the year anymore. I just think that's super corny.